take your position. The show is about to start. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to On Screen, where we discuss all things cinema all the time. Here's your host. The award goes to Joe Burnett, Joe Cuffney, and Jesse Reichenstein. Lights, camera, action. Okay, this week we're talking about Do the Right Thing, the Spike Lee movie. Universal Pictures presents a new film from Spike Lee. Good morning, Miss Mother's sister. Now, Mookie, don't work too hard today. The man says it's going to be hot as the devil. I've been here 25 years. LaSalle's famous pizzeria is here to stay. Trust me. Mookie, the last time I trusted you, we ended up with a son. I know you can't stand it. You can't stand it. Hey, hey, Sal, I'm going to put up on a wall here. You want brothers on the wall? Love. Get your own place. You can do what you want to do. What I tell you about the noise? What I tell you about the pictures? You talk some brother talk to him. You the man. No, you the man. No, you the man. No, you the man. The first time you turn your back, boom. Ah! Right here, man, in the back. Y'all take a chill. You like to sign a petition to boycott Tao's famous pizzeria? Hear me what you ought to do is boycott that no good barber that messed up your head. And that's the double truth. You know, deep down inside, I think you wish you were black. <laughs> Who told you to step on my sneakers? Who told you to walk on my side of the block? Who told you to be in my neighborhood? I own this brownstone. Who told you to buy a brownstone on my block in my neighborhood on my side of the street? I can't even hear myself think! From Spike Lee. Director of School Days, and she's gotta have it. Good people, please. If we don't stop this, we can stop it now. We gonna do something we gonna regret for the rest of our lives. Doctor. Come on, what, what? Always do the right thing. That's it? That's it. I got it. I'm gone. And I've never seen this before. I don't know if you guys have, but it's been on my list for years. Like this has been on my queue for a while. Um, and I was like, it's a good time to watch it. Just why not throw it on there? I have actually seen this one before. And this is, I was really happy you picked it. Cause um, this is like a perfect time of the month to, I don't know if this will come out in February, but um, it's black history month. This is a Spike Lee movie. Um, this is, and, and obviously this makes a lot of commentary on, on um, that sort of stuff. So I, I'm very excited to see what you guys think. I actually watched this um, in college in like a movie. I couldn't even tell you the name of the class anymore, but it was like a, a movie like review class, which is hilarious now that yeah. I think about it. Um, but really curious to hear what you guys think. I had no idea what this was about. Like I didn't know anything about it. I, I assume there was some kind of like do the right thing. Like, someone has to kind of come they're like in a dilemma. They're like, they have to go one way or the other to do the right thing. I was like, that sounds maybe right. But, but I didn't really know anything. Um, I, 
I knew the I location. Like I did. Yeah. I always had just had heard, like I knew the name of the film and I knew it was a Spike Lee and I knew it was an early. And then like, it was like early pandemic when my sister was staying with us. Uh, she picked out this movie and we all watched it um, for the first time. So I'd seen it, but okay. a, year, a year or two ago. Um, but this is like, er, like, is this really like Spike Lee's first? He's so young in it. Let me check. I don't know. I don't know if it was his first, but I think it was a pretty well. Maybe movie. his first directed movie. Let's see. Written and directed. Um, no. Oh, he did music videos, music videos. No, he did Mo Beta Blues, Jungle Fever, Malcolm X. Yeah, this wasn't his first. Did we pick on the up on the fact that th- this this was not something I picked up on, but the fact that uh, Spike Lee was Mookie? Yeah. Yeah, it's like the only thing I knew about this movie. (laughs) You know, that's the only thing because I recognized him on the cover and I was like, oh, he's in this movie too. Yeah, I did not pick up on that when I first watched this. Oh, really? No. (laughs) I feel like I haven't had a movie to go too deep on lately, Um, but there's a lot to pick apart in this movie. Just oh my god, me. So we just, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Thank you, Jesse. (laughs) So, what stuff did you kind of pick apart? Like, what? Uh, so like just thematically, uh, there's, there's a lot going on here. Um, obviously there's like a really big juxtaposition between the positions of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. So the like peace and love versus violence. Um, and that kind of comes up in multiple places, but like, uh, I I forget the character's name who, um, like might have Tourette's or something, uh, Oh yeah. Jerry or no, something like that. But, but like constantly is, is saying mama Malcolm or mama Martin. And, and like, and, and if you li- listen to what, which one he's saying, when you can kind of see like how that relates to that certain point of the story. Um, and then obviously with the way things, um, y- you know, and with Sal's pizza shop, uh, you know, it's kind of culminates in violence as a, and, and then you, you kind of hear Mookie's explanation to Sal later on being like, you know, like, you, you know how this works, like you're going to get the insurance money or whatever. But, you know, that was probably more on the side of Malcolm, not Martin, but you could point to other areas in the movie where it was more like peace and love. Like, so I, I yeah. there's definitely a lot of that kind of throughout the entire movie. Um, I also thought, just generally as like a storytelling uh, piece, like the heat did a really great job of building tension throughout the entire movie um, because it was always so hot and people were just like getting crankier and angrier at each other. And, um, and then it obviously culminated in the pizza shop. It's funny. Cause I feel like heat wave could be a subgenre. Like there are movies like this <laughs> yeah. where it's like centers around a heat wave, you know? Um, I think of like Rear Window as an example of that. And like, it is interesting. I like, I love these types of movies kind of where it's, it's not like, there's no really plot, but you kind of, it's a bunch of characters and you kind of just be with them kind of throughout the movie. It gave me like American Graffiti vibes. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Like George Lucas. Have, one of, but- George Lucas is, it's a really good movie. I might have to pick it at some point, but it's like, I think it's from the eighties, but it's based in the fifties. And it basically follows all these like high schoolers kind of, throughout one night and it's just like there's no plot but it's just like following these characters kind of 
living their lives essentially. And this is basically what this is, which I kind of like those movies because they're just different. And yeah. adding the heat wave aspect is kind of fun too. And I also feel like, is it just me or like this heat wave, like scenes or movies? There's always a saxophone playing. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I'm always pro saxophone, uh, but it works. Yeah. I'm just thinking I did, I did think this we... was like a very beautifully shot though. Like, like lots of bright colors, like in the, mm-hmm. you know, the whole, like all the brownstones were very pretty. Yeah. Wow. What'd you think, Jess? I like. I mean, I love the film, but I was just gonna say that it made me think when you're talking about the heat wave. Uh, since we had watched it somewhere recently, the uh, uh, in the heights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah like, totally. and like mm-hmm. there was a Paraguas uh, cart in there. I noticed. Oh, yeah. I also didn't know we had Martin Lawrence and Samuel L. Jackson. No idea that was going to happen. So that was pretty cool. Always uh, One of my favorite characters, which I didn't, I, I don't, I had no memory of really from the first time I watched this, but uh, uh, mother sister at one point says that mother sister is always watching. And it just reminded me of creature from Harry Potter for some reason. <laughs> um, and it just made me really like mother sister as a character that much more. Um <laughs> just a random aside there but that's funny i do like that this it's like that again that like type of movie that i like where it's it almost feels very like character driven and it's like it's i think i use mumblecore wrongly maybe i just like there's a lot of times movies like that where it's character driven it feels like it's the plot is just like moving yeah like you know like as in like Obviously, when you get to the end, like it's always been like slowly building to the end. But like as you're watching through it, I remember the first time just being like, what's that? You know, like, yeah, I get what's happening. But like, where are we going with this? kind of Right, like, right. You know, like it's again way more clear after you see the ending, um, like where it makes its point. But uh, I like I just enjoy films that aren't super like roller coastery with. Uh, right, right with plots you know or it's just like slowly building up to a point it's not just like this happened then down here and then this and then over here and then over here yeah i do too i feel that and i think like kind of going back to you know the american graffiti reference like the one of the reasons why this reminded me of that movie is because it, essentially the narrator is the dj kind of like you know playing music and all this kind of narrating things and that happens in the, the american graffiti too like there's a radio dj and uh, you know people are listening to him in their cars and you just hear them kind of periodically throughout the movie, which I really like when movies do that because it's like, it's kind of like a, a reliable narrator, but like also not at the same time. So it's kind of, it's, I don't know. I like that part of it. It's just different. From the heart of Bed-Stuy, you're listening to We Love Radio. Doing the yin and the yang, the hip and the hop, the stupid fresh thing, the flippity flop. Oh! I have today's forecast for you. Hot. It was like very artsy, which I was not expecting at all. I think it's just showing, like highlighting, you know, differences in culture than what we're all used to, but that that's a good thing. And one of the things that I, I remember feeling the first time I watched this and 
thinking about this time even more um, is like thinking about the resolution. And like, obviously there's, you know, when um, Radio Rahim is killed by the police, like they react to that. Right. But one of the things that I've, I, I still am like, I, I feel like there's not really a right or wrong, but like the, the relationship between Sal's pizza and, and the sons with the community mm-hmm. is really interesting to me because Sal loves that community. And I think, right. the, and, and based on the fact that um, when the one guy is going around trying to organize a boycott of the pizzeria, um, I get the impression that the community also loves Sal's, you know? So like, I don't know. It's just, it's just interesting to me that that is the, that ended up being the catalyst or, you know, when, when he smashed the radio. Right. Um, yeah. I wasn't sure I felt about him. I was like, is he like, is he like a nice guy or is he not? I, I was like trying to figure it out. Well, yeah. Cause like, like, and I, I think um, what's her name? Jade, I think. Uh, mm. when she was talking with him and like, and then Mookie started talking to her and, and she was basically like, or, or somebody was, was like talking about, him, right? about putting um, a brother on the wall and right. it's like, okay, uh, but it's his place. Like, you know, and like, it, it didn't really seem like, it seemed like he cared a lot about that, but like, like Jade, I don't think did. Um, and like a lot of other people didn't seem to, um, so I don't know. It was just, it was just a weird, like entry point to conflict. And I'm not sure who's really in the right and in the wrong. I just, it's just clear how it ended up, you know? Right. Oh, totally. Yeah. And I, I it's, it is interesting. Cause I feel like some of these characters that have arcs like that, like, like radio Raheem was an interesting character. Cause I, I don't know. He just surprised me. And sometimes also, also, did you get Spider-Man reference? He's the daily bugle worker. Oh my God. No, but yep. yeah. Now that you mention it, <laughs> I recognize him immediately, but he's a lot younger in this one, obviously, but um, well, I, I did and, love all the side characters. And with, with radio Rahim, like, I, I don't know if this was intentional or not, but like the only song he was playing was fight the power. I don't know. I don't, I feel like I don't know his character well enough because all he did was walk around with this. Uh, uh, it was very nostalgic for me. Just like, I don't know what, just watching movies from this time. It's like, there's a boom box playing, you know, people are just walking down the street. I don't, I love that. D batteries. Yeah. <laughs> also the, the outfits in this were awesome. The closeness is so good. Yeah. And uh, Mookie is such a cool name. I agree. I like that name. It is a very cool name. It's such a good name. Um, there is a lot of like, I feel like with Sal and the community and stuff and like a lot of it building up is it's the idea of like per, the structure, like structural problems versus like personal, not personal right. problems, but like how like a lot of retaliations are like to individuals and stuff. But like, that's why the tension's building is because it's like, and they even kind of like talk about it of how it's like not addressing the structural things. Um, 
but and it's just i mean it's also super sad that like like when i said we watched it like it was in the summer of 2020 when like all like the george floyd stuff was going on um where like this was what year was this 89 it came out so it's probably late 80s you know and like clearly not i'm like super relevant in a really horrible way um oh yeah and like hearing um i don't know i was listening to like spike lee on a panel i think after it to talk about how like the one thing that's clear is like the cops didn't do the right thing like that's the one thing that's not clear and how he did all of this like like people always asked him like kind of what he meant by the film and like certain things and stuff and he kind of was like saying he said there's a great quote that was something along the lines of like my I view my like duty as a filmmaker is to like express this thing so that the conversation can start Mm -hmm. um kind of deal but it's just I don't know it's it's really interesting um and like obviously really well done in a way that's I think more clear to at least me in the past you know like watching it when we watched it right it's insane that it was 19 almost 30 years ago yeah but like it's just I just mean like it's really interesting and like to position the like individual versus structural uh right dynamics right. and stuff and it was interesting too because i mean you can look at it from a number of perspectives like like what you said in in this instance obviously the police did not do the right thing um the mayor says always do the right thing at, at one point i can't remember who he says it to but um but you can think about that. Like, like, I feel like it was reminded to you throughout the movie being like, do the right thing, do right. the right thing. And so then you're, you're almost left asking the question, like, did I do the right thing? And, and, and I feel like that is most obvious at the end where it's like, I, I, you find yourself asking like, did Mookie do the right thing? Right. And I, I feel, I feel like it's getting at that structural bit um, because he even addresses like, Sal, you know how this works. Like you're going to get insurance and Sal doesn't care because it's about the effort he put in, not, not the money, but that's two different perspectives. You know, that that's one way of fighting the structural side versus like another man who's just looking at it through his own personal lens. So do you think now, I mean, obviously Mookie's probably the main character if you had to pick, but it's not really through the lens of him, right? It's kind of through the lens of like it's the whole community, everyone. really. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the community's the character, essentially. Yeah, I I don't really I mean I, I would consider Mookie the main character, but I don't know. That's just my opinion. Um I'm I think looking at the IMDB page and he's not listed as the number one character as Sal is. So does it say build though, or is it alphabetical? Uh sometimes they do that doesn't look like it's alphabetical it goes sal the mayor mother sister Vito, bugging out and then mookie gotcha so that doesn't really appear to be in any order but what do i know <laughs> you know i think it might be um out alphabetical oh no cast in credits order yeah weird i don't know interesting yeah yeah it's, it's very fascinating though it's like i this is labeled as like like a drama comedy, right? Because there's like hum- humor elements, 
but I didn't really find a lot of it like funny. <laughs> so I was like, cause it's kind of an intense subject matter and like the tone, it like starts off kind of lighthearted and then like three quarters of the way through, maybe even halfway, it just like pivots like 180 degrees. So I'm like, I don't know. Is this like what part's supposed to be kind of funny? I think it's supposed to be like ironically funny in a way, but yeah, I, I agree. I, I, there, yeah, I, I felt like the subject matter was more serious than funny, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely maybe like, that, parts maybe that that's are, changed over time. I'm not really sure, but yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I was expecting more of a comedy to be honest. Cause like I've heard like it, I've seen labeled comedy before. I was like, Oh, like black Klansman was like, I think it's a similar, cause very similar tone. It's like kind of funny, like weird. There's like weird, funny parts, but you're like, should I be laughing? But yeah. it is funny, but I don't know, but real subject. So I don't know. It's a weird balance. I forgot about black clients, man. That was Spike yeah. Lee. Yeah. It was a great movie. It's a solid movie. Actually. That was good. I kind of want to rewatch it. Just Me too. It's one of those where like, I definitely did see it, but I like, and I remember it, but right i'd be right. interested enough to rewatch it it's been a long enough time mm-hmm. yeah i i'll read some trivia um so all the scenes of the corner men like those three guys in front of the red wall you know apparently all of the scenes were improvised which i thought was funny because like that when they were talking about their names like sweet dick lily and all you know it's <laughs> i was like that's hilarious actually that they just kind of made this up sweet dick Willie. Uh-huh. Uh, hey. I, I told you about that mama shit. Uh, hey, nobody talking about your mom. I ain't say nobody, motherfucker. I hey, said hey, you. Hey, hey, Come hey, on, man. Squash that shit. Hey, Dick, listen. You know I didn't mean it like that. You did too. Shit. I just wanted to know who named you Sweet Dick Willie. Man, it's just a name. <laughs> God damn. Shit. How you get the name ML? Yeah, uh-huh. ML stands for ML. Mm, that's now, that, now, that's some stupid shit right there. <laughs> you hear me? That's some stupid that's shit. Because yeah, everybody know why they call me Sweet Dick Willie. Everybody. Oh, I swear everybody. you Negroes killed me. <laughs> um, this is the feature film debut of Martin Lawrence. Fun fact. And then it's nominated for two Oscars. Best Supporting Actor, which was Sal, and then Screenplay, so Spike Lee. But I don't think it won, but it was nominated. It is, I feel like, a different type of movie for this time period. Like, I feel like this is not, you don't, just how it was shot and, like, cut together in the writing. It's very different than what you're used to, I feel like. I liked it, though. It was was fun. It was a good good time. It's also really cool to me to always see, like, the first kind of works of, like, Obviously, yeah. someone who turned into Spike. I mean, he was Spike Lee very much, but like even nowadays, when you think of Spike Lee, it's like cool to see early day works of anyone who's like kind of reached like legend status. Yeah. You know, it is really cool, actually. And because you can see that their talent that they have now has always been with them, but like a little less polished. You know, so like, I mean, obviously, this is a great movie and stuff, but like it's just funny to see like where he excels in like his writing and because he wrote, directed, and produced this, I think, and started in it. So. Which is anytime someone directs and stars in a movie. I love that so much, dude. I think that's such a cool quality. Like I, I love that. I love when they're good movies too. Like, like I always think of, I mean, this, this is a good movie, but it's not the best one, but like Walter Mitty, you know, Ben Stiller directed it and he also started, I was like, that is a well done movie, you know, for Ben Stiller to direct and star in. So I love when people kind of do that. I thought, I mean, Spike Lee was an okay actor. He wasn't, I don't think he was the best, (laughs) But I liked him as a character. Like I liked 
his acting worked for what his character was. Yeah, I just can't like the idea of me being in a scene and directing the scene kind of deal is like crazy. I think it'd be easier though because you know what you want. Yeah, Yeah, but you can't like see it out of your eye. You know, like if you're watching, you're kind of like a third party watching. Where Mm -hmm. if you're in the scene, you're very much seeing it from your. That's why you need an assistant. I mean, a cool skill. Well, assistant director who can who knows exactly what you want. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, it is cool. Like, I mean, I. I don't know what I think of Spike Lee's acting, but like when people reach these like legendary statuses, I think it's usually because they're like, you know, like Spike Lee is like a, a true artist in like the jack of all trades, most true way of saying that. Yeah. Um, of just being able to like express and convey, like take in point of view and surroundings and synthesize those into like these new ways of expressing and showing and conveying things. Mm-hmm. and so it's like to to see him do that on all sides of things or like really anyone in general who's able to do that it's like it's always cool to see them in the piece of art that they're creating oh totally yeah because you know they're super passionate about it too it's like he definitely put his heart and soul in this movie and like I, it's i'm really glad it was released when it was because i feel like if it was nowadays it wouldn't have the same effect i don't know just that 80 the late 80s vibe to me has such a specific style and like it's you can't capture it like that and the heat i don't know the heat wave made it everything honestly like the coloring and everything like you were saying joe like it just makes it that much better yeah i I do i do think it is stylistically and specifically in terms of the colors it it does make me think 80s so Mm -hmm. in that sense i i definitely get what you're saying i love late 80s and like early 90s new york city i think that it's like like the heat wave vibe. Like I think of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and like, it's so good. <laughs> um, in terms of locations, this was Brooklyn. set and based in Brooklyn. Um, I have no idea if I'm pronouncing this right. In fact, I'm probably not going to, but it's, I think, Stuyvesant Street. I think it's Stuyvesant because bed Stuyvesant? Because it's uh, in yeah. Bed-Stuy neighborhood. Uh, okay, so there you go. Um, but yeah all filmed on that street yeah and they in 2015 i think it was 2015 they renamed the street do the right thing way That's so cool. i yeah I so that. i think it was it was the corner of like stuyvesant and um lexington i believe it was and they they literally had like a whole like a street sign made and everything and it's literally like you can google it like do the right thing way and it shows the whole block it's, it's really cool now, what I want to know is if there's a pizza place on that block. It sells was torn down. Oh, unfortunately, okay. that's like the only building that's not there anymore. It would be cool. It would be cool if there was, but like all of the and they made it like that, but all the wall art was from the movie. That would be super cool. That would be really cool. I know so, there's like murals and stuff on the block. I would love to go to that block because that would be super, super, be super cool. cool location to go to. I know they have like artwork and stuff for the movie around that area. Be cool to live there too. I'm sure people live there. Yeah, I'm sure they do. (laughs) Um, Cool. Oh yeah, go for it. I was gonna say, um, extra care was taken to ensure the experience was palatable to the residents of the block, and the production hired a couple. The production even hired people who like lived on the block for to be in the movie. So I thought that was kind of fun. That's cool. I like how it's like a community thing. It feels like a community thing, like a block party, but a movie. I mean, I'm, I, I think that's kind of smart, though, because that is only going to add to the nature because like 
mm-hmm. the community is one of the like core parts of the movie right so like right. why not just take the actual community exactly that's yeah i think it's about it yeah um how should we get into ratings sure yeah i can go first since i picked this one um yeah this one i like this one it was fun it was um i'm i've really only seen like one or two spike lee movies i think so this kind of makes me want to you know watch more of them i loved black klansman but like i kind of want to watch like the 80s 90s spike lee because i think i like this style a lot and it's I don't know. I'm just interested and he's a good writer and I'm very interested to see more of his stuff. And it's also funny because I also got music video vibes, like I was saying for Edgar Wright. And he also, Spike Lee did produce, he started producing music videos and like making music videos. So that makes a lot of sense. You can tell. So I thought that was cool. Um, yeah, I'm going to go, this is a solid, I would watch this, I would watch this again. Um, I wouldn't watch this like, wouldn't be like a weekly thing or a monthly thing, but I would, I would throw this on, you know, if I'm just looking for a movie to watch. Um, so I'm going to go seven, seven boom boxes. Cause I love boom boxes. <laughs> um, I'll go next year. Um, I, I also, I think this is, this is probably my favorite Spike Lee movie. Um, I, I like it cause it fits the mold of movies that I like where they're, it just like gives you a lot to think about. Um, so I'm going to go 8.8 and I'm going to go uh, Air Jordans because I appreciated that the guy was miffed when he got dirt on his shoes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, I need a good unit. Um, I'll basically go with Joe, but I'll just not do the random decimal for once. And I'll just do a nine. Um, we'll give it slices of pizza. Yes. Um, nice. It's just, yeah. I mean, again, I don't know how many times I'd rewatch it, but it's a movie that I think like everyone should watch once. Yeah, I agree. Um, for like, it's just like one of those that you'd put in the like classics category, I think too, of like, for so many reasons, but it's just like, it's, absolutely yeah. everyone wor- like worth watching once um and i mean especially i don't know if you can be in the spike lee world and not have seen it i mean i'm sure there's right. tons of people who haven't but like especially if you're anywhere in that world uh right like absolutely because again like i just always think it's super interesting to watch like the first works of people um who like you know we weren't even born when this right. came out right um but so like very cool to like see the early works, but we'll go nine, nine pieces of pizza must watch once. Cool. Love it. I do like how this movie kind of centered, or I mean, there's obviously a lot of themes, but the theme of pizza is a personal favorite of mine. Yep. Um, So this is a pizza movie. I mean, one of my favorite (laughs) things is New York city, you know, pizza places. So yeah. Pizza by a slice. Can't go wrong. Cool, cool. But, cool. Uh, any news that even though we just did someone marry me? Not news, but I still really want to get out and see Death on the Nile. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Haven't done it yet, but really yeah. want to. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but Daniel Radcliffe is playing Weird Al Yankovic in a biopic. I feel like, did That's you post something about that once, maybe? I probably I like- did, but they just released a photo of him like going to set dressed as him, and it looks so weird. I'm I'm very curious on where they're gonna go with that. Like, 
I don't know, but I'm very curious because I love Daniel Radcliffe and Weird Al is just crazy. So should be interesting. <laughs> and then they, um, the new, I don't know if it's new. I don't know when it comes out or if it's come out already. Uh, the Bel Air show on Peacock, like the dramatic version of Fresh Prince. Have you guys seen that? I haven't. Oh, is that? So they're doing like a dramatic version. It's like a drama version. It's, of, it's like a dramatic it's version. A dark, of it. kind of. It's a dark version yeah. of it, which I'm. I kind of love that they did that. Like that's kind of a fun way to go about it. Um, I'm actually curious about it. I would watch it. So we'll see. It's on Peacock. So Joe, I know you have Peacock. <laughs> well, for now, we still got it. Also, can yeah. we talk about how this was also on? How Do the Right Thing was also on Peacock. Mm. Did you guys watch it on Peacock? No. Oh, <laughs> didn't know that. They were both on Peacock. I got it because I got it on Peacock because I got this for Marry Me as well. So I was like, oh, do the right things on there too. Kind of works out. Huh. There you go. Also, I, I mean, I do it, have I have the rest of the month of Peacock now. But there you go. I, I I still am waiting. I don't know if you guys maybe this exists already, and I just don't know about it. But like, I'm still waiting for a place to like search for like where movies are streaming. I know a few of them exist, but I've never found them to be super accurate. If you Google, um, them, they usually pop up. But like, for example, like Shutter is never on any of those. They never have like streaming on Shutter. But like, do you have an Apple TV or what do you what do you watch through? Like, how do you watch? I was about to say Apple TV. You could just say the movie and you well. can like, yeah. Oh, well, not like even if you open like the Apple TV app on right. an iPhone or an iPad or something and you search a movie, it will usually like pop up where if it's playing elsewhere. And like in Apple TV, you can connect all your accounts so that you could even like, it'll be like, oh yeah, here it is. It's on Hulu though. And you click and it actually launches you into Hulu. Yeah. That's what I want. So maybe I got to get an Apple TV. It's really good, dude. Yeah. yeah. Beep this out though. Apple's not paying us. So, <laughs> guys, TV. if you want to figure out what this is, Apple. Pay up. Pay up. Pay up. Um, yeah, I know. I, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. I don't remember what I was going to say. Shutter, Shutter on Apple TV. I don't remember. Damn it. It clearly wasn't that important. So sweet. Was that it? Was that a wrap? That's a wrap.